Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. You're about to receive a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Fortman, Senior Pastor of Harvest Christian Center, one church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Christian Center, visit our website at www.harvestcc.me. And remember to love God, love people, and love life. I am unconditionally loved by God and at Harvest. I come to God as I am, but I won't stay as I am because the life-giving message I'll receive will make me more like the great I am. I'm on 10 and I win in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. We're going to look at a few scriptures tonight, so let's pray. Father, you are already in this place. You have already manifested your presence. So tonight, Father, we just jump into the flow with you. And that flow with you as we're in this place in all white is that it's a fresh start. It's a reset. It's a new beginning. All things have passed away and all things are being made new. So, Father, we release yesterday's failures. We release yesterday's mistakes. We reuse yes, release yesterday's issues. And we boldly embrace that which is manifesting. And it is for us to be on 10, experiencing the best of the best people, places, things, and ideas. And it has begun. A new beginning is here. A fresh start is here. And we call it down by faith in Jesus' name. Somebody shout hallelujah. As you take your seat, time five, your neighbor, introduce the revelation tonight. Say the revelation of the hedge of thorns. It's a long title. The revelation of the hedge of thorns. Be seated tonight. We are in transition. Somebody say transition. From our series Emojis, where we began confronting and conquering our erratic emotions so that they can no longer conquer us, into our series we began officially this weekend uh, called Reset. And that's why I had you wear all white tonight. I had you wear all white tonight uh, because it represents a fresh start. It represents a new day. It represents a reset. Sometimes you have to do things and then let your mind catch up later. Watch this. So your mind seeing you in all white is identifying something's getting ready to change. When you looked at yourself in the mirror, your subconscious says something's getting ready to change. Something's getting ready to be reset. Something's getting ready to pop off that's brand new. So touch your neighbor and say, you had to see yourself in all white. And if you ain't got all white on, that's cool. You got a white sock, white drawers, white something. Look at something white. 
Oh, don't be offended. Your teeth are white. Do something. Smile. Do something. You need to see yourself hitting reset. You need to see yourself free of your bondage. You need to see yourself free of your mistakes. You need to see yourself free. Touch your neighbor and say, you need to see yourself free. It is a fresh start, a new day, a reset. Uh, we watch this now. As we ended emojis, we were examining our erratic, evasive, and enigmatic uh, emotional breakdown. We were talking about now Habakkuk. Somebody say Habakkuk. His emotions were trying to answer questions that they were not qualified to answer. And we looked at this in Habakkuk chapter 1. Now, here's what's interesting. The name Habakkuk in Hebrew means to embrace. Watch this, which means he was a man that had a predilection and a predisposition to being emotional in the first place, which explains his breakdown. Sometimes the people that look the strongest are really the weakest. Some people that... Sometimes the people that, watch this, you, you ever been told you're the strong one in your family or you're the strong one in this and you, I know you can take it. Well, watch this. Habakkuk was one that he was his natural predilection, his natural predisposition was to be emotional because his name by definition means an embrace. It means an emotion. It means a connection. So now we understand why he viewed God the way he viewed God because he viewed God through the lenses of his experiences and his experiences were I like to be embraced and I don't feel like you're embracing me by what I'm going through are you hearing what i'm saying habakkuk chapter one now the burden was the prophet habakkuk saw a prophet that's uh, one who speaks on behalf of god to the people the burden now watch this he had a burden somebody say burden now the burden was the prophet habakkuk saw oh lord how long shall i cry we looked at this last week and you will not hear even cry out to you violence and you will not save now watch this he's saying god i am in the middle of a breakdown because you won't embrace me now you understand why he said, how long shall I cry? What sometimes gets rid of a child's crying and embrace? So he's saying, God, I need you to do what my name is, but you're not doing what I need right now. Have you ever been in a circumstance and situation where you knew God could do something about it and he still didn't do anything about it? Oh, you're not hearing what I'm saying. Have you ever been in a circumstance in life where the Lord, you like, Lord, I didn't see you do this before. I've seen you do that before. I've seen you up, down, left, right, black, white, this and that. I've seen you do that before. I know you can, but you're not doing anything. Oh, oh, I says, what's this? He says, how long shall I cry and you will not hear? Even cry out to you violence and you will not even save me. Why do you show me iniquity? Now, I taught you iniquity. We understand there's three types of sin in the Bible. The sin, which is the Mr. Mark. Transgression, which is to willfully deviate from that which you know to be correct uh, or truthful. And then iniquity, which 99% of the time in the scripture refers to generational sin. It's passed down. It says passed down. He says, you keep showing me all of these things that are in my bloodline. He says, but you're not doing anything about it. And then he says, and you keep causing me to see trouble for plundering and violence are before me. There's nothing but strife and drama and contention that is going on around me. Somebody say his emotions are acting crazy. Look at verse 4. Therefore, the law is powerless and justice never goes forth. For the wicked surround the righteous. Therefore, perverse judgment proceeds. Now, I taught you this in depth, so I'm just going to hit it again so that you understand it. Habakkuk is in the middle of an emotional breakdown. His emotions are erratic. They're inconsistent and turbulent. They're evasive. They're not dealing with the real issue. Because notice, Habakkuk has essentially put God on trial. And whenever you put God on trial, what you are really saying is, God, you wronged me. Y'all not hearing that. Every time we complain, what we're doing is saying, God, you wronged me. Every time we worry, we're saying, God, you wronged me. And Lord, I don't understand why you would wrong me if you're supposed to be so good. If you're supposed to be so good, why in the heaven, hell, and earth is what I'm going through so bad? 
he puts God on trial and he says, God, you wronged me. And he said, watch this. Uh, he says that because his emotions are evading the real issue. They're avoiding the real issue. They're accusing God of doing something that God had nothing to do with. Now, now, some of you said, Bishop, uh, Bishop you, you hit this. I know, but uh, redundancy is the teacher's best friend. Now, he, he's, he's accusing God of something, and it gets so bad. In verse 4, he says, I don't even believe your word anymore. It's powerless. These are just words on paper. These are just uh, 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 digits and, 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 and whatever the appropriate technological term would be if it's in an app. Because it's like, you know, numbers and stuff to code. This is code in an app. He said, it's powerless. Now, now watch this. I know you're spiritual, but your neighbor. Your neighbor has had some times in life where what they were dealing with was so crazy that the very God that they know got them up that morning, they said, I don't even know if he's real anymore. I don't even know if this Bible is true. I don't even know if he, what, what's this, what, what's this? Anybody have been there? Just anybody be honest with me? If you've never been there, please understand, you'll be there one day. Keep living. You're going to hit some situation in life that's going to slap you so hard, you're going to ask this question. And I need to tell you, that's just part of being a human. That's just part of your human experience. Watch this. You can't trust something that's not been tested. So sometimes you got to go through seasons of doubt. I'm preaching to somebody. Sometimes you got to go through times in life where you're not even sure if he's real because God says, I want you to, I want to prove to you just how real I am. Uh, that's it. Therefore, the law is powerless, and justice never goes forth. For the wicked surround the righteous, therefore perverse judgment proceeds. He's having an emotional breakdown. His emotions are erratic. They're inconsistent and turbulent. How are they inconsistent? He says, how long am I going to cry out and you're not listening? That's inconsistent. Watch this. Why keep crying out if you say he ain't listening? You ain't got but once not to text me back and think I'm going to keep texting. You ain't got but once not to return my message and think I ain't going to leave no message in the first place. Chiefs don't talk to voicemails. Well, watch this. Why does he keep talking to God if he's saying God ain't doing nothing about it? Inconsistent. Doesn't even make any sense. Inconsistent, evasive, not dealing with the real issue, and erratic. Inconsistent, turbulent. Inconsistent, turbulent. Inconsistent, turbulent. Erratic, evasive, and enigmatic. Mysterious. Say mysterious. They, they were hiding things from him. They could not be trusted. Say, I can't trust my emotions. No, you can't trust your emotions because watch this. Your emotions were having you believe lies about folk and then having you believe truth about folk that you shouldn't. Your emotions will lie to you. Your emotions will tell you that life is so much worse than it is, that life is, is so much tougher than it really is. Your emotions cannot be trusted. And so that's where Habakkuk is. And so watch this. He has this breakdown, but then by chapter 2, uh, he, he gets it together. Say so he gets it together. Say so he breaks through. Now touch your neighbor. Touch your name and say, that's what you've been in. Say, so you've been in a breakthrough. Bishop, how do you know? Because whenever you're breaking through, it feels like all of you is being. No, I'm trying to announce to somebody what's been going on. The reason you've been feeling the way you're feeling is because you're finally breaking through. And whenever you're breaking through, it takes all of you and some more. Touch your neighbor and say, but you are breaking through. What's this? What's this? What's this? What's this? If it was easy, that would tell me you ain't making no progress. If it was easy, that would mean you ain't really breaking through. The fact 
that it's been like pressing up against the glass ceiling, the fact that you've been feeling like you're rolling a stone up along the mountain is proof that you're breaking through. And I don't know how you feel about it tonight, but I'm glad that I just got confirmation that what I've been dealing with ain't a breakdown anymore. It just got turned into a breakthrough. So Habakkuk in chapter 2, he has his breakthrough. In chapter 2, verse 1, he says, I'll stand my watch and set myself on the rampart and see what he will say to me. He says, I'm going to stand my watch. In other words, he says, I'm coming out of my emotions. Watch this church, and I'm transitioning into a reset. Be a good church. That's why we had to do this on a Wednesday. He says, I'm coming out of emojis, and I'm stepping into reset. Look what he said. I'm going to stand my watch, stand. I'm going to stop being inconsistent and turbulent because my, of my erratic emotions. He said, ain't nobody got no more time for that. Doesn't let me say, you don't have time for that. I'm not going to sit up and head home crying all day. I'm not going to sit up mad all day. I'm not going to sit up depressed all day. This is the day that the Lord has made. And I will rejoice and be made glad in it. He said, I got to stand. Touch your neighbor and say, stand. I will stand my watch and set myself, set myself, set myself, reset myself. <laughs> he said, he said, watch this. Why are we doing this first Wednesday? We're transitioning from emojis into reset. He said, I'm going to stand. I'm going to stop being inconsistent in terminal. I'm going to stop letting my erratic, evasive, and enigmatic emotions have control over me. And then I'm going to set myself, reset myself. Because in other words, watch this, I need a reset on the rampart. And I'm going to watch to see what he will say to me. Watch this. I told you this on Sunday. Watch this. Shouldn't he be listening? I mean, shouldn't he be listening to hear? No, he said, I'm going to watch to see because when I hear something, it's going to cause me to see differently. Yeah, I need you to guess this. I need you to guess this. This is why you cannot miss church. Why, Bishop? Because you are missing stuff in your picture. Every time you miss a message, what you're doing is trying to see something new with old information. You missed it. Verse he said, I'm going to watch to see. Every time a word is released, that word is changing the way you see something. So if you miss the word, now you see it the same old way. Because God didn't say nothing fresh and revelational to him. God just said, I need you to paint. Watch this. I need you to paint your life. I need you to reset your life according to what I'm getting ready to say. But when I say it, it's going to change what you see. I want to speak it to somebody's life. What I'm getting ready to say tonight is getting ready to change what you've been seeing. You ain't walking out of here seeing the same way. You ain't walking out of here looking at life the same way. Touch your neighbor and say, I ain't walking out of here the same way. Verse, he said, and I will stand my watch and set myself on the rampart and to see, watch to see what he will say to me, be seated, and what I will answer when I am corrected. Now, he says, watch this, God's correction is going to be a question. In the Hebrew culture, a Hebrew son could not discipline his father, so he could not say, Daddy, you need to stop doing that. That was out of order. His father would have spat in his face, and then he would have been shut out of the camp for seven days. No, he'd have to ask a question that would lead his father into correction, self-correction. So he'd say, watch this, if his father was running out on mom and them, he'd have to say, Father, what does the Torah say about adultery? And then the father would then self-correct. 
he could not correct his father because correction never flows up. It can only flow down. Whenever correction flows up, that's called rebellion. Now, watch this, watch this, watch this. So God says, I'll use the same pattern with my people, although it's coming from a higher source. He says, what I'm going to do to help correct you is I want to ask you some questions. Touch your neighbor and say he's asking all them questions. He said, I want to ask you some questions. Notice what Habakkuk says. Notice what Embrace says. And I will watch to see what he will say to me and what I will answer when I am corrected. An answer is to a question, and the question will bring correction. And you remember we talked about this, how he needed uh, to have his vision corrected. Say he needed to have his vision corrected. Now, we looked at this uh, on Sunday uh, uh, in uh, verse 2. Then the Lord answered me and said, write the vision, make it plain on tablets so that he who reads it, uh, he who, uh, that he may run who reads it. In other words, he says, the moment you hear this, it is going to change what you see and it's going to, watch this, accelerate your speed. Let, let me tell somebody something. You have been moving too slow. Mr. what are you trying to say? By now, this year, God says, there was some stuff that should have already manifested and the issue hasn't been bishop. The issue hasn't been heaven. The issue hasn't been God. The issue has been what you see it. But tonight, you get to hit reset. <laughs> you get to hit reset and touch your neighbor and say, you're getting ready to go further, faster, further, faster. Further. You're getting ready to accomplish more in the last four months of this year than you have in the first seven. Somebody holler, I received that. Debts are going to fall off of your credit faster. You're not hearing me. Family dramas coming to an end faster. Generational curses are being broken faster. Oh, what's this? I says, be seated. I got to finish this. He said, then the Lord answered me and said, write the vision. Write it down. He said, the reason you keep forgetting it is because you're relying on memory. That's why faith comes by hearing. I'm not trying to sell no $5 CD, man, please. I'm trying to get you to keep hearing something so that you can properly see something so you can get further faster. That he may what? Run. What is God implying? Up until now, you've been walking. And watch this, watch this. If, you ever, if you've ever used navigation it, uh, on, your, on, your, on, your, on your phone, uh, it, it'll have like four options, like one, uh, maybe three, I don't know, a few. It'll have a biking option. It'll have a, 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 a driving option. And, and then it has a walking option. Oh, and that's the other one, and a bus option. And that's it right there. And that's it. Now, now, watch this. If you've ever, the other day, I accidentally clicked the walk option. Now, I knew I was only about five minutes from my destination. But the walk option said it's going to take you one hour and 45 minutes. I said, the devil is a lie and his mama and them too. I, I'm not, ain't nobody got time for all that. I said, I know it's around the corner somewhere. I just don't know which corner is around. Watch this. That option, had I clicked it, had I proceeded with it, I would have been angry with how long it was taking. But it was only my fault because of what I was seeing. You, you're not hearing me. Yeah, hear me. What you've been blaming on God, I need to tell you, God says you better stop blaming him for that. It ain't his fault. Touch your neighbor and say, it ain't his fault. But tonight, I announce to you acceleration. Acceleration's coming. 
Somebody holler, acceleration's coming. Now, now watch this. Why, Bishop? These aren't just preaching hype. This is in the text. He says, you've been walking up to now because you ain't been seeing right. You're not seeing right because you're not hearing right. So if you'll hear right, you'll see right, then you'll run fast. Tell your neighbor, say, I'm running from here on out. Now, let me be clear. You ain't running away from problems. You're not running away from issues. What you're running into is 10. The best of the best people, places, things, and ideas. The you that used to run from problems, they died. The you that used to run from issues, they're dead. The you that used to give up because it was too tough, that person died a long time ago. High five your neighbor and say, you don't have a clue who you sit next to. So he says, right to vision. He says, he says, he says, right to vision. Say, right to vision. In other words, he said, put it somewhere where you can repeatedly see it. And let me be very practical here. That's the messages. Somebody say, that's the messages. Please understand, you cannot come in here and not take notes, not get CDs, not get auto message, and then say, why is my life stuck? It's stuck because you're walking like the turtle when you're supposed to be running like the rabbit. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And then when you listen, stop listening to judge everybody else. Listen to judge you first. Sometimes Christians listen to messages with everybody else on their mind but themselves. Let me tell you what I do. When I listen, I am in total self-reflection and self-correction. When I'm like, oh, my God, I need to repent for that. I need to repent for that. Oh, my God, I did that. Oh, my God, I said that. Oh, my God, I said I was doing the daily Bible reading and listening to the stuff Job was saying to God, if you're, if you're following our daily Bible reading in our mobile app. And the whole time I'm like, oh, my God, Father, please forgive me for that. Father. I'm like, God, I can't even listen. I got to keep putting it on pause so I can pray to repent for all this stuff. Because I didn't even watch this. I didn't even realize that I, there were some areas I needed to correct until I heard something that made me change the way I saw something. There's some folk in here tonight You said, I'm doing everything right. You're doing them two things right. You ain't doing everything right. And sometimes, watch this, sometimes it's not even that you're doing wrong. Sometimes you're not doing enough of what's right. Somebody told me there's these particular vitamins, uh, particular vitamins that I use, and, uh, and they, they help me to do different things, and they, they, they keep me good and healthy. And so somebody said, Bishop, it's not working for me. I said, well, how much are you taking? They said, well, I'm just taking one. I said, well, that's the problem. I said, that ain't no enough. That's deep south. I said, you're supposed to take six of those. You're, you're mad it's not working, but you're not taking how much you need to be taking. One can't get the job done. You need six times that amount. I said, so that's why it ain't working for you because you ain't taking what you need to be taking. If you're not seeing what you need to be seeing, you won't, uh, if you're not hearing what you need to hear, you won't see what you need to see. So you keep doing what you've been doing, but that only was good enough to get you to where you are. Now watch this. I told you, say his vision had an error. I told you there were three uh, vision, and we get into this hedge of thorns thing. There were three areas uh, where, uh, where we can have natural vision. And natural things, the scripture says, give us spiritual principles. The apostle Paul says that natural things have the ability to relay and to give us spiritual principles. And so when we look at natural nearsightedness, it shows us emotional nearsightedness. And nearsightedness is when distant objects appear blurred. Your emotions can affect how you view the future and you'll have no hope. Say, I receive hope for my future. Uh-huh. Your life is not over. In fact, in this month of eight, it's actually just beginning. Everything up to this point was practice. Everything up to this point was just a scrimmage. The game is actually starting this month. Touch your neighbor and say, it's just getting started. Now, now watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. Uh, if you have no hope, 
for your future. The scripture says that hope does not disappoint. Now, I tell you this on Sunday. Oftentimes, what people will do is they won't have hope because they don't want to be disappointed. But the reason they get disappointed is because they don't have hope. Sometimes it's not that your expectations are too high and you miss. Sometimes they're too low and you hit. And you do that to try to, here's what you're trying to do. You're trying to manage outcomes. Which really means you're trying to be God. You're trying to manage outcomes when really what you should do is manage input. Because if you manage input, if you keep putting the right input, eventually the outcome will be correct. What most of us try to do, though, is we're like, I'm just going to, I don't want to have no expectations because I don't want to be disappointed. That's why you keep getting disappointed. The scripture says, Romans 5, 5, now hope does what? Not disappoint. Now, read it with me, church. One, two, ready, read. Now hope does not disappoint. Say it with me again. Now hope does not disappoint. Say it again. Now hope does not disappoint. Bishop, well, what, well, I did hope. I hope this was going to happen. It didn't happen. Your hope was in an outcome, not the God of the outcome. You were trying to play God. You're not hearing what I'm saying. Instead, what you need to say is, I put everything input I could. I gave that 100%. I gave that my all. I put all of me into it. So what do I know? Romans 8, 28. All things work together. My hope is that because I did my part, whatever happens from there, that's all I can control is what I did. That's what I say. You can only control your part. Try that other neighbor. I don't like their response. Say, so you can only control your part. Good. We're going to stick with that neighbor. The one you just used, we're going to stick with them for, for the next two touch your neighbors. And then we're going to forgive that other neighbor and we're going to get him two more after that. Okay? All right. All right. Watch this. I'm just being funny, church. I'm just being funny. Say nearsightedness. The second was farsightedness. This is where you have difficulty seeing near objects. And your emotions can affect how you view the present. Now, you'll see it as worse than what it really is. You'll look at current circumstances and you'll think it is the end of the earth. You'll be, like I said, on Sanford and some. You'll be like, this is the big one. This is it. I don't know how I'm going to survive after this. I don't know what I'm going to do. Life is over. I don't know what I'm going to do. Let me tell you what you're going to do. You're going to wake up. You're going to put them foot over, your feet over on the side of the bed. And you're going to say, well, I'm still breathing, which means I ain't done yet. And since I'm not done yet, I might as well rule, reign, conquer, and subdue. I know you, let me preach to somebody. I know you got some bruises and I know you got some cuts and, and I know you're feeling a little, a little weary every now and then. But since you got up this morning, you might as well make the devil pay. That sucker should have killed you when he had the chance. Since he didn't, you might as well take over. Revelation 1 6 and he has made us to be both kings and priests later on in Revelation it says and he has made us to be both kings and priests and we shall rule and reign in the earth you're still here are you still here now, now watch this watch this watch this watch this say it is not as bad as it looks come on talk to me Wednesday night say it is not as bad as it looks Bishop I lost some money you'll get some more Bishop my credit's messed up you'll fix it Go to bishopform.com. We got all kinds of stuff on there. Help you fix it. Uh, bishop, Bishop, uh, Bishop, just one person don't like me. It's seven billion people on the planet. Somebody do. And rather than spending your energy trying to convert somebody that won't, spend your energy on those that do. Y'all not saying nothing to me. 
We spend too much time trying to convince folks that never will, can't, don't want to, and when you got other folks that are in your corner fighting for you, loving you, caring about you, and you don't pay them no mind because you're chasing, oh God, I can't say that. I heard this song, I heard this song, I heard this song, and I called, I called a couple, I called a senior staff person in my office today, and I said, now this song, be seated, I said, this song, I said, I got to say this for something. I said, now, there's no way we can do anything close to this in church, ever. But I heard it on accident. And I, no, it was an accident, it really was an accident. I heard it on accident. And I said, and then I, and then I called one of Harvest Worship in. I said, now, look at this song. I said, now, just, I said, now, let me just tell you now. Oh, uh, God, I, how can I say this? They said, bitch, we got to use it for ladies' night. Oh, how can I say this? You spend too much of your time. No. We just won't even be able to sell the city. You just be like, no, not tonight, not tonight, no. You spend too much, let me, I'll say it like this. You spend too much of your time with people, I'm going to claim it's a real Christian. God. God. Now, if I, if I say this, though, I, I, I can't. You spend too much of your time. Someone said, I'm about to tell you. Watch this. You spend too much of your time. Watch this. If you're a king, why are you dealing with court jesters? If you're on 10, why are you even entertaining twos? You handle business. Why are you dealing with people that don't? You serious about life. Why are you even hanging with folk that are not? I can't say that, but I can go to Deuteronomy 22.10. You're an ox. You make stuff happen. Your greatest, your greatest, watch this. You see that? Read it. One, two, ready, read Oxen get things done, asses buck the whole time. Every time you're making progress and ass, you know, they're trying to start stuff. You ain't got to go to church tonight. Let's go to the movies. That's why your life sucks because the kingdom's not first. It's first for me, so I refuse. That's, that's a strong. No, I says, well, I says, I clean that up real good. I even, the song, Bless Me So, I sent it to somebody and I said, have you heard this song? They have a song for this acronym. Okay, uh, the next, the next, be seated. The next, the next, 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 say, say nearsighted, farsighted. Last one was astigmatism, say astigmatism. Come on, you got to go with me. I got to wrap this up. Uh, th th that, was, that was a natural vision issue that pointed to an emotional uh, vision issue that we can have. Now, astigmatism is when your vision is blurred due to your inability to focus, which means you won't many, make any progress because you're not focused. You're busy but not productive. You're tired but you weren't triumphant. Can, can I just be honest with you? Can I just tell you something? These are my confessions. I got confessions. Um, 
so, so I don't like, this is me personally, I like, I make, I like making stuff happen. I'm done when I'm done. Not because some clock or some this or some that or some that. That's just not me. I'm not built that way. I'm built to be, see, but the Lord rested. He rested when he was done. Not because he was tired. Now, that's just me. But, but, Bishop, what are you trying to say? So, you ever seen somebody who was tired? You know, you got folk like this in your job. They always tired. But they ain't done nothing. Okay, you don't, you don't, if you don't know anyone, you might be the person we know. You know they just tired. You're like, what you tired for? You've been sitting over here texting the whole time. We're sitting over here getting stuff done. Y'all not saying nothing. And you sitting over here texting. You ain't got a right to be tired. Have several seats. Listen, what are you trying to say? When you're in your emotions, remember we're transitioning from emojis to reset. Stay with me, church. When you're in your emotions, you will lose focus. And so you get emotional astigmatism. So you won't focus on anything because you're emotional. So you're busy, but you're not productive. You're on a treadmill, which means you did actually exert energy. The energy just didn't get you anywhere. But I announce, if that's been your life, those days are over in your life. Remember, when you hear something, it changes what you see. Now, watch this, watch this, watch this. Uh, we looked at uh, th those three principles, say three of them. Now, it's not what you're looking at that's the problem, it's how you see it. And your vision is like your appetite because we eat with our eyes, meaning our appetite is a product of our vision because we conclude, what did we learn on Sunday? If it doesn't look good, it doesn't. Say, I eat with my eyes. So then my vision is really my appetite. Remember we learned that this week here. Now, here's what you need to know. You'll crave what you keep seeing and you'll want what you keep watching. That's why sometimes there's stuff you like, why do I even like that? You like it because you keep watching it. Why do I keep drawing people like that in my life? Because you sit up and watch that drama on TV and then you draw that drama-filled folk into your life. But I declare to you, if that's been your life, those days are over in your life. Now, watch this, watch this. Uh, we learned on Sunday uh, that, watch this, to be on 10, your appetite must change. Your appetite must reset. And appetite means a strong desire, liking, passion. And I gave you three areas our appetites must change or reset. I'm going to reverse the order uh, so that I can deal with this last one. And this is where we're in the teaching tonight of Revelation. And if you'll stick with me, church, stick with me, church. Such an say, stick with Bishop. This revelation will be transformative to your life. Watch this. The number one, your appetite for the auditor, the music and media that you listen to. You'll often listen to and watch what's making things worse because you're feeding negative emotions. Somebody told me, I said, Bishop, you got to listen to this song. And I listened to this song and I said, now tell me what that song was supposed to do to me because it didn't do nothing but send me into an utter rage. And they explained it. I said, that's really nice. I said, but that song got me, that, I'm just in a rage. I said, I just see nothing but red. I'm in a rage. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. You hear me, church? Watch this. Whatever you're consuming, music, media, whatever you're consuming, it often matches the emotions you're feeling. You feel sad, you turn on sad music. So now what happens is that's what you're watching, so that's what you're feeding. What you're feeding grows, so now you repeat the cycle. This is why some people never get out of depression, never get out of discouragement. Why? Because they keep feeding that emotion. This is why, watch this, how many times are you going to have to tell yourself you on 10 before you actually believe it? Let me tell you why. Because you say you on 10 here, then you go turn on some zero in the car. Y'all not saying nothing to me. 
now, now, watch this. You have to change your appetite for the auditory, the music and media you consume. The second one was your appetite for absolute or perfect timing. Emotions are opposite to what you need often manifest at the worst time. Remember, we talked about Jesus. Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. He's on his way to Calvary, Golgotha, the place where Adam's bones were so he could undo what Adam did and give us the ability to walk in uh, the kingdom, which is heaven's attributes on earth, God's MO, it's the best of the best, uh, God's shalom, nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking, all is well. But as he's on his way there, now watch this, the Bible says he was sent to die. Say he was sent to die. Watch this. But as he's on his way there, he breaks down in the Garden of Gethsemane. He has an emotional breakdown while he's on his way to do what he was sent to do. You're missing it. He's on his way to do what he was made to do. Let me help somebody understand something. An emotional breakdown is an indication that you are finally on the path you are supposed to be on. Y'all not saying nothing to me. Jesus is on his way to Calvary. He was sent to die. But as he's on his way there, he breaks down. The breakdown was not an indication he was headed in the wrong direction. The breakdown was an indication you're finally headed in the right direction. So watch this. He, he has this breakdown. Now watch this. Bishop, what does that mean? You have to change your appetite for absolute or perfect timing. If everything is right, I'm going to do it. Ecclesiastes 11.4 says, He who observes the wind will not sow, and he who regards the clouds will not reap. Here's the principle. When I sense fear, that often means I should press. When I sense anger, that often means I should stop and think. When I sense loneliness, that means I should take myself out. You missed it, church. What do most people do when they sense loneliness, which is an emotion? They go and draw people that feed loneliness. They go get other empty people to come now fill their emptiness so that everybody can sit up and have an empty party. When you sense loneliness, what you need to do is spend some time alone. But what does culture tell us? Girl, you need to have a ladies night. Fella, come on, man. Let's go get the fellas. You need to have a fellas night, man. I had to take my voice through all of them changes real quick. My throat's still recovering, excuse me. Still recovering, still recovering. They gave me something yesterday. The most disgusting thing I have ever seen in the historicity of seeing things in cups. Some of y'all got lost. Okay, anyway, it looked nasty in the cup. Okay, watch this. Now, now here's what I need you to get. Watch this. Uh, uh, when I sense something, that emotion is often I need to counter it with the opposite of it. You catching that? So when you sense shyness, which is an emotion, that's often the time you need to step up and be bold. When, when, when you sense, watch this, that you're, that you're failing and, and that failure now produces a telephobia, feeling you're not good enough, that's the time to say, oh, I'm about to succeed today. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. You must not know about me. I, if I feel like I'm failing, watch me come in and just start slaying on them. What's this? Because, because what most of us do up until today is that we get in that emotion, we get stuck in that emotion, and we feed that emotion. And so then people say, what's going on with you? I'm just, you're just in transition out of your emojis into a reset. Say, I'm in transition out of my emotions into a reset. Now, here was the last one that I gave you, and here's where we're at for the revelation tonight. Your appetite for attention, and here it is. 
We talked about the book of Hosea and Hosea chapter two. Uh, we, uh, Hosea is directed to betroth an unfaithful woman that the Bible says hoard herself out, not just to the highest bidder, but to any bidder. And the story is a parallel of God and us. So we see Hosea and a woman named Gomer. But then Hosea and Gomer are a parallel of God and us. But I need you to hear this. And I got into it a little bit on Sunday. And I said, I got to open it up on Wednesday so that we get a better understanding. Hosea 2.1. Now, now remember, Hosea is a type of what? God. Gomer is a type of us. Got it? Now, watch this. Hosea 2.1. Say to your brethren, my people and sisters, mercy is shown. Now, all throughout the text, the parallel goes in and out. It, it goes in and out between God and his people but, and then Hosea and Gomer. So as you're reading it, the text goes back and forth. It's a tapestry, uh, if you will. It goes back and forth, up and down, left and right between the two. Watch this. Hosea 2.1. Say to your brethren. My people, and to your sisters, mercy is shown. Bring charges against your mama, bring charges. For she ain't my wife, nor am I her husband. Let her pull away her harlotries from her sight and her adulteries from between her breasts. Now, stay, stay with me, church. Don't get all extra. Now, stay with me. Now, leave it up. Watch this. Now, here you can see the clear uh, parallel, got it, of Hosea. And Gomer, you still with me, church? But now look at husband. It's capitalized. So you see how it quickly transitioned into God, which means, watch this, whether you're a man or woman, it's irrelevant. God says, I'm what needs your attention. You're giving your attention to everybody else and to everything else but the one that needs your attention, but the one that paid to have your attention. He said, let her put away her harlotries from her sight and her adulteries from between uh, her breasts. For their mother has played the harlot. See how it goes back out now. Because it started out saying, uh, Hosea's talking to her, her sons and daughters and saying, go tell your mama. This ain't going to work. Bring charges against your mama, he says. Down to verse 5. For their mother has played the harlot. She who conceived them has behaved shamefully. For she said, I will go after my lovers who give me bread and water, who pay the rent. Who pay the Verizon and the AT and the Tira. Oh, you tried that game on me. See, if you would have just said amen, I would have left alone. Who pay the Comcast? Who get the groceries? <laughs> what this? I will go after my lovers. What I says? Who's she married to? Hosea. But what are her actions doing? Let me go chase them. Because I have an appetite for attention. And even though it's never been better than with you, my appetite for attention makes me leave the best and go fool with the rest. Let me set this up now. Let me set it up. Let me set it up now. He, he, he says, he says, I'm going to go after my lovers who give me bread and water, my wool and my linen, my oil and my drink. Look, she says, food, drink, clothes, and some more drink. Notice the first one was water. The second one is just described as drink. <laughs> Touching it and say, stay with Bishop. Now watch this. Look at verse 6. Who's she married to? Hosea. 
Who saves us? Jesus. You with me, church? What is he saying about Gomer? She keeps chasing everything else because she has an appetite for attention. And she's seeking from people what she should be getting from me. Hosea, Gomer, Jesus, us. So look at verse 6. Here's the revelation of the teaching right here. Here's the coup de grace if we were to say it. Therefore, behold, holler behold. This whole section didn't holler. Y'all said it loud. Everybody holler behold. I'm going to hedge up your way with thorns. And I'm going to wall her in. Who's the her? Gomer. But who's Gomer? Us. So she cannot find her path or her way. I'm going to hedge up her way with what? Thorns. Now, 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 now. I told you I didn't come to play, right? He says, so she can't even find her path. She won't even know what decisions to make. She won't even know what to do. She'll have notebooks full of notes and still act brand new. Uh, uh, I'll hedge up your way with thorns. Who's going to do that? God said he would. Are you here? Now, now watch this, watch this. Thorns, here's what that means, real practically, then I'm going to give you the definition, and then, we, then we're going to shout. Thorns means you look nice, you just always hurt people that you interact with you because your appetite and your motive was for attention. And you give people what you won't even give God. You get dressed in white for people. You on time for people. I'm not beating nobody up. Don't even look at me with that tone of face. Us just lock the door. Ain't nobody getting out until I'm done. Amen. What, what's this? He, he said, he said, he said, he said, he said, you're a thorn. Your whole way will be hedged up with thorns. Roses have thorns. Looks great. But if you get too close to it, it'll hurt you. It'll cut you. It'll make you bleed. But wait a minute. God said, Gomer, because your appetite for attention is on everything else but what it should be, you wondering why some stuff ain't working. It ain't working because you're fighting against the thorns I set there. Here it is. The revelation's about to begin. Watch this, church. God says, you're giving to them what you don't give to me. And your motive is for attention. Here's what thorns means. Now you ready? Now you don't have to give you the Hebrew. In Hebrew, that word translates eventually to the word desolation. Here's what that means. Emptiness. Abandonment. Loneliness. Grief. Text. Somebody like, Bishop, help me. I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you. Therefore, behold, because your appetite for attention is trying to get everything from people that I'm giving you freely. You got to chase them to get attention. I'm sitting up here saying, just start a conversation. God is like Jodeci. Come and talk to me. I really want to know you. Can we talk? 
I forgot. That's, that's an R&B group. 90s. Uh, Tevin Campbell, can we talk for a minute? God says, God says, you ain't talked to me all day because you've been texting everybody else. You've been emailing everybody else. You've been, you've, been, you've been all this, everybody else. And God says, I'm sitting here at the house, Hosea, sitting at the house, waiting on you. So I tell you what I'm going to do. Until you give me the attention I deserve, I'm going to mess everything up you try to have going on with them. Whether it's a friendship, relationship, business, whatever it is. That's why some stuff seems like it never ever can seem to turn the corner in every area. You know why? Because God says, I put a hedge of thorns around you because you are going to learn how to put some respect on my name and keep me first in your life. What's this? What's this? Desolation, emptiness. He said, Gomer, you're going to feel empty. Notice, Gomer, for all them suckers around you, you still feel by yourself. You still feel empty, Gomer. You still, watch this, Gomer, abandonment. You wonder why some people just flip and go crazy? Watch this. God says, sometimes it's because, God says, the only way that I could get your attention is I needed to remove the distraction. So I put some thorns there, and they couldn't handle the thorns. Okay, it's quiet. It's, it's, it's quiet. Uh -huh. Loneliness. What's this? Grief. Grief is when our natural human response to loss. God says, those things weren't done to hurt you, but to correct your appetite for attention. Let, let, me, let me ask you something. Have you ever noticed? This is, this is, I've asked it already, but I want to ask you real slowly so we get it. Have you ever noticed that, that, that you can still have folk around you friendships, relationships, all that, and still feel alone. You, you know why? You know why? The revelation of the hedge of thorns. God says, until your appetite for attention shifts from this way to this way, what well, says, I paid for you, they didn't. I died for you, they didn't. I gave my life for you. They didn't. How are you more consistent to them than you are to me? And the only time you come see me is when they abandon you. Guess who made them do it? Guess who made them do it? This is heavy. I know it is. I told you I didn't come to play. Touch your neighbor and say, might as well jump in the water. Don't rise with them on. Some of y'all looking at me like, oh, my God. Oh, yeah, just come on, jump in the water. We all going to be baptized by the heads of thorns tonight. God says, watch this. Some, some folk, you spiritual, but your neighbor, some folk are addicted to attention. And that addiction to attention, God says, the way I have to counteract that is by a hedge of thorns. So when people interact with you, it's always, always hurtful. You didn't even mean to, but you did anyhow. They didn't even mean to, but they did anyhow. Why? Because the truth is your motive was attention. 
And the truth be told, it could have been anybody, just somebody paying you attention. It, it is, it, it, it's, it's quiet in here. It, it, it's quiet in here. But, but what is it? He says, thorns. He says, listen, he says, he says, Gomer, around you, I'm going to put thorns. And you're going to not even be able to find your path. You're, you're, you're not even going to be able to know what decisions to make, what, what steps to take. Because, Gomer, you are looking at all, chasing all this other stuff. And you're consistent to all this other stuff. And you're faithful to all this other stuff. And I'm sitting right here at the house with the kids. Isn't this interesting? Because most times in culture, we think of it in the reverse. But in this case, Gomer. She was the rolling stone. <laughs> if you ever want to know when a church person's out of place is that they ain't supposed to be clapping and they clapping. No, 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 and, and I don't, I'm not even picking on who clapped. I'm just saying, you, you, ever, you, ever, you, ever, you ever been somewhere where they was playing, you know, non-Christian music and you didn't know they were going to be playing non-Christian music? You can tell the Christian because they're like, Okay, all right. We clap. That's what we do. We clap. As Christians, we clap. So I know you over there doing whatever you're doing, Miley Cyrus and this here and all that, but we rock and clap. That's what we do. We Christians. <laughs> That's what they say. I rock and clap. That's what I do. <laughs> Amen. Now, watch this. Notice, church, it says a hedge of thorns. I'm almost through. Say hedge of thorns. Hedge of thorns, hedge of thorns, hedge, 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 hedge. I've heard that word somewhere before. I've heard hedge before. Can I give you the revelation? I've heard hedge somewhere before. You know why I heard it? The devil said to, uh, to the Lord, he said, I would be able to mess with Job except you have a hedge. of protection around him. Wait a minute, church. The hedge of thorns ain't designed to hurt you. The hedge of thorns is designed to protect you. You're not hearing what I'm saying. God says, I need you to have stuff right with me. And when you get stuff right with me, stuff will self-correct. I need you to give me your attention. Test the neighbor says, for your protection. The word hedge, be seated. I'm almost done. The word's hedge there. I'm almost done. I'm almost done. Can y'all give me five more minutes? Hedge is the same Hebrew word for Job with the hedge of protection. A fence to protect. God says, I was protecting you. From who? You. It's quiet, church. That's why you wonder why certain things God says, you did why this and this and this. And then God says, I've been having you under protection. But my protection often looks like rejection. My protection often looks like desolation. My protection often looks like loneliness. My protection, y'all not saying nothing. My protection often looks like grief. My protection looks very different than you can imagine it to be. He said, I fenced you in. Because I needed you to fix your attention. Look at verse 7. I'm done. 
She will chase her lovers but not overtake them. Yes, she will seek them but not find them. Then she will say, watch this, now notice. She says she's going to chase her what? Lovers. She wasn't a choosy lover evidently. They were not proud of her. She will chase her lovers. Watch this. God says, God says, I'm right here. But you're chasing them. I'm right here. But you're chasing them. Let me say it another way. You got all of this for you. But you're chasing what don't want you. You're chasing what won't, what won't be consistent to you. And it ain't just people, it's stuff. It's nouns, people, places, things, and ideas. It don't, don't just limit this to people. He says she's going to chase her lovers, but she's not even going to be able to catch up to them. She's going to seek them. She's going to Facebook them. She's going to tweet them. She's going to snap them. She's going to Instagram them. She's going to Instagram story them or whatever it's called. Well, no, they, knew, they let some new out today. I tried it out. I tried it. <laughs> Watch this. But she's not going to find them. She's going to go to the bars. Ain't going to find nothing. He going to be in the club. Ain't going to find it. Now, I know some of y'all say sanctifying, so you don't know nothing about that. They're going to be at home in their head. Oh, yeah, you know the stuff you do up in here. They, 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 she's going to chase and she's not going to be able to overtake. She's going to seek but not even be able to find. He's going to smoke and ain't going to work. Going to drink and ain't going to work. Going to have a wine cooler to take the edge off. Ain't going to work. Going to cuss somebody out. Ain't going to work. Going to run back to bad people. Ain't going to work. He says it's not going to work. Then she's going to say, well, wait a minute. She's going to say, I will go and return to my first. Watch how it changes here. Remember how it goes in and out between Gomer, uh, Gomer and us and God and Hosea? Then she will say, I will go and return to my first husband. For then it was better for me than now. Watch this. God says, God says, first husband refers to the first one to ever love you unconditionally. Whether you're a man or woman, let me be very clear who that is. Jesus. And now, watch this, to show your love to him, he expects you to make what's important to him important to you and keep the kingdom first. Here's what I've noticed. I've noticed this as a pastor. As a pastor, I've noticed a trend in some people. They start out listening, start out applying the messages, start out listening to the counsel of the man of God that the Lord used to change their lives. Then sometimes they slowly stop listening and start drifting and their lives slowly start to suck and to deteriorate. That's what happened with the Gomer. She started out real good. Then her appetite for attention pulled her away slowly. Slowly. You can be in church and still have an attention issue. Have an appetite for attention. Are you getting this, church? Watch this. I got to wrap this up. Verse 8, for she did not know that I gave her grain, new wine, and oil, and multiplied her silver and gold, which she prepared for Baal, a false god. Here's what God is saying. Everything she got, I gave her. 
but she going to use what I gave her on somebody else. You needed me, but I didn't need you, God says. I wanted you. I didn't need you. I wanted you. And you're going to take what I gave you and use it on somebody else? He said, he said, I gave her that car. And now she won't even come see me at church and she's picking up this one, that one, and the other one. I gave them that job, and now that job is the reason they won't come to church. I gave them that money, and now that money is what's keeping them. I gave them that. Touch your neighbor say, everything good you got, God gave it to you. Say, don't get it twisted. The Lord gave it to you. And is there anybody on this Wednesday night live where you can say, and he's been real good to me. He's been real good to me. He's made a way out of nowhere and opened doors. I got this. I got this. He says, he says, Gomer, your resources haven't been focused on your source. Everybody else gets your money. Everybody else gets your resources but me. Everybody else gets your attention but me. And what you have, I gave it to you. Look at verse 9. Therefore, I will return and take my grain in its time and my new wine in its season and will take back my wool and my linen, giving to cover her neck in this. Verse 13. I'll punish her for the days of the bells which she burned incense. She decked herself out with earrings and jewelry and went after her lovers. But me, she forgot. Watch it change, says the Lord. See how it goes in and out? See how it goes in and out? He said, listen, she got all gussied up. He got all gussied up for everybody else. Rolled out to bed to come see me. Just come on, church. Come on. I'm not beating us up. This is, this is, this is, this is, we all need it tonight. 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 Touch your neighbor and say, this is good for us. This is good for us. This is good for us. We got to remember to get this attention thing because where are we in? We're in transition from emojis to reset. He says, but she forgot me, says the Lord. Verse, verse 17. For I will take from her mouth the names of the bells, and they shall be remembered by that name no more. Translation. She's going to put some respect on my name. She said, because she's always talking about them. They consume her day. She ain't said nothing about me. Why? Because she has an appetite for attention. My God. Come on, church. The shout's getting ready to come. We just got to get on through here. Verse 20. Watch this. Touch your neighbor and say, it gets good now. So he just says, I'm going to put a hurting on her. Because... <laughs> She, you know, all this, all this, all this. Her appetite for attention is on all the wrong places. She's not putting me first in her time, church attendance. She's not putting me first in her treasure. That's giving her tithes, offerings, and first fruits. She's not putting me first in her thirst. That's her prayer, praise, and worship. They got to get up and beg and cheerlead just for her to give me what she owed me. Who's she? Gomer. Who's Gomer? Us. Uh, she's not putting me first in her testimony. She invites no one to church. Nobody comes to church because she is done it. And she doesn't put me first in her, uh, uh, what's the last one? In her talent. She, does, she won't even, she ain't even trying to take care of you. She ain't even trying to serve. Ain't even considering it. So what did he say in those verses? He said, therefore, I'm going to put a hurting on her. But here's what I love about God. 
Touch your neighbor and say, what is it? God, the scripture says, the scripture says uh, that because he's a good father, he corrects those that he loves. So proof of love, come on, be a good church Wednesday night. Proof of love is correction. Now, now, check out what happens. Check out what happens. Because what are we in tonight, church? Transition. From what? Emojis to a reset. Look at verse 20. I'm going to betroth you to me in faithfulness, and you shall know the Lord. Verse 23. Then I will sow her for myself in the earth, and will have mercy on her. You missed it. You missed it. Mercy. Mercy means you've been giving all this other stuff your attention. I should be mad. But what I'm going to do on this first Wednesday night live is I'm going to give you some mercy. Mercy, mercy me. Mercy is when God blocks the negative that we do deserve from happening to us. Grace is when he gives us good that we don't deserve. And I don't know how you feel about it tonight, but I'm glad that tonight I'm getting some fresh mercy. Somebody holler, I'm getting fresh mercy. I will have mercy on her who had not obtained mercy. Watch this, church. Watch this. You, can I let you in on something? It's a secret to me and you. Up until now, you have not, you've been walking in grace and, and, and all that. But God says, listen, you've not really had mercy. Listen, what do you mean not really had mercy? Because there's some stuff that made its way to you that I needed to get your attention. But what I'm releasing tonight is some bad attention you've sown, some bad stuff you've done some bad stuff you've said, but God says, I'm releasing mercy tonight, which means I'm going to block. You're not hearing me. I'm going to block the negative thing that you do deserve from coming your way. Can I tell you right now tonight some doctor's reports are being changed. Right now tonight some debts are falling off. Right now tonight mercy is being released. Somebody holler mercy is being released. He said, I'm going to give her mercy. Here it is. Who had not yet obtained mercy. You missed it. You've not had it yet. That's why you'd have a good day and be like, oh, but something getting ready to happen and then something would happen. God says, and I don't know about you, but I released it on the Command Your Week video. Every day going to be good news. And for me in my house, every day this week been good news. Let me tell you, it's only going to get better. Because tonight, in the name of Jesus, I announce that mercy's falling over your house. Mercy's falling over your life. Mercy's falling over your finances. Somebody holler, mercy's falling on me. Now, if you ain't never done nothing wrong, that doesn't excite you. If you ain't made some mistakes, that doesn't excite you. If you've not done some crazy stuff, that doesn't excite you. If you've not said some stuff you have no business saying, that doesn't excite you. But for all the rest of us that have made some mistakes, mercy excites us. Because you know what mercy really is? Mercy is a reset. <laughs> High five your neighbor and say mercy is a reset. It's a reset. Yeah, I may be messed up last week. That was then. Reset. I may have messed up last year. That was then. Reset. I maybe didn't talk right last week, but now this is reset. 
What's this? I'm through. <laughs> then I will say to those who are not my people, you are my people. And they shall say, you are my God. Say, you are my God. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, church. Gomer, if we were to contemporize it as a Hebrew, it wouldn't have been salvation as we know it, but let's contemporize it. Let's just say she was saved, say she was a Christian. Come on, talk to me, church, say she was a Christian. But look at this. Then I will say to those who are not my people, well, who is those he's talking about? Gomer. So what is he saying? Gomer, up until then, you've been living, but you've not been living like you want to mind. You, 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 you. <laughs> you've been living, but you've been living beneath. You've been calling my name, but you ain't been living like you're my kid. In this month of reset, God says, I'm getting ready to make a difference between you And everybody else. Bishop, what are you trying to say? As if tonight God says you're getting ready to get treated like you're one of mine. You've been living like you're somebody else's. But as of tonight, you better get ready to step off into this tempt thing. Because you're going to live like you're one of mine. And how do his live? We call things that be not. As though they were, I dare you to take 30 seconds and just start speaking some stuff over your life. Speak it, speak it, speak it. Life and death are in the power of the tongue, and them that love it shall eat its fruit. Come on, speak life, speak shalom over your life. Speak shalom, nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking, all is well. God, I gotta finish. God, I gotta finish. Make this declaration say, from this night forward, I'll live. Like I'm one of his, the best of the best, on 10, in Jesus' name, give him praise if you believe it. What's this? What's this? Be seated real quick. Be seated real quick. Here it is. Exodus 21, 32 establishes the value of a slave for 30 pieces of silver. Gomer in Hosea 3, 2 was bought for 15 pieces of silver, which means Gomer was worth a half a slave. But Hosea... God still desired her. Let me tell somebody that's been beating yourself up. God still, I'm talking to somebody. God still desires you. And let me make it practical. Harvest still desires you. Regardless of what you've done to diminish your worth, he still loves you. And for you to reset, somebody holler, I'm in my reset. I want us tonight as a church to cry out for our appetite for attention to change. Father, change our appetite for attention so that our appetite is fixed on you. It's fixed on the things of God. It's fixed on keeping you first. It's fixed on the kingdom. Cry out for it, church. Cry out for it, church. What are we crying out for, Bishop? Cry out that your appetite will turn towards Jesus, that your appetite will turn towards keeping him first. My appetite is changing. My appetite is changing. Yes. Yeah, yeah. My appetite's changing. My appetite's changing. My appetite's changing. 
My appetite's changing. My appetite's changing. My appetite's changing. My appetite's changing. My appetite's changing. My appetite is changing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, let me hear you cry out tonight. I want you to cry out. Come on, let me hear you open up your mouth. Say, Lord, change my appetite. Change it, change it. Change it, change it. Come on, let me hear you, church. Change my appetite for attention from people. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.